welcome to the Slayer Sessions with Shannon and Anga. Our mission is to wipe out the fear and discomfort of anxiety. It's great to be here again with you, Ananga, and I look forward to exploring more about Ayurveda and really diving into the, the self-study and self-healing involved with Ayurveda. Just the simple nature of dialing back and, and witnessing behaviors and tying those back to the doshas is something that I look forward to learning more about. So thank you for showing up today. This is going to be great fun. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here, and I'm really happy that we're continuing these interviews. Me too. So the last time we got together, we did a pretty good job of sharing the clues to knowing your mind types and the signs and traits of the vata, pitta, and kapha mind, and how different these mind types respond to stress and anxiety. And more importantly, how to balance your mind type when you're off kilter. And I thought it would be interesting to share with you uh, an experience that I had and that maybe we could talk through and take some teaching from, from the witnessing that I did just, gosh, hasn't even been a week ago. If that would be all right with you, I'll just launch right into it. Yeah, that sounds great. It's good. It's good to have real working examples. Well, I discovered that for the most part, I have a pitta mind, and that's the mind that loves to be thinking and doing and creating and um, busy mind, very busy mind. And that is definitely a description of how I roll. And last week, my pitta brain became completely out of whack and overwhelmed. And thanks to our interviews and thanks to what I've learned from you in a short period of time, I was able to be with it and do something about it in a much shorter period of time than, than I may have before. A lot less suffering this time around, which I'm happy to report. So basically what's happening is, um, as you know, I'm in the throes of birthing a brand new book and um, all of the details that, that go into that. And it's been a long process and certainly a labor of love. And I started working with some experts and different people and certainly have a great support staff and people that are surrounding me to help me get this book published. And I met with this lovely woman who suggested that I do some additional tasks that Honestly, at the time, I was very excited and caught up in the conversation and just like, oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. And then this will happen and then that will happen and then so on and so forth. And then we finished our conversation and I started to work on what needed to happen next in order to fulfill those ideas, to fulfill those projects and, and make them happen. And... I got completely freaked out and realized that the learning curve on what she was asking me to do, and again, this is a person helping me, right? Making suggestions. It's certainly not about her or any kind of fault or, or finger pointing, but mm -hmm. because she brought these ideas to my mind, I let her live in my head. 
<laughs> and then <laughs> and, and then from that point felt like, oh, I've got to make this happen, right? Yeah. And it meant adding all of these layers and layers and steps and things that certainly I'm capable of, but there was a steep learning curve. And I just freaked out. I became completely paralyzed and sad and frustrated and thankfully knew what I needed to do, knew that I needed to step back and let go and revisit my original plan, which did not include these suggestions. But more importantly, Ananga, to take a break Hmm. and go be with a friend. And then on a day that I suspected that I was going to work all day after visiting with a friend, I couldn't work. I still wasn't ready. I mean, I would sit in front of my computer and just stare at it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, and I went through the steps and the things that you and I had talked about. I'm like, okay, what do I need to do for my pit of mind? And I did the things that we talked and I I got myself in nature and I went to to Lake Michigan and I allowed myself to just be in that moment and let everything else fall away and remember that all is well, all is well and I am safe and pit of brains need to balance out that high energy that Mm. Wow, that crazy brain, which, you know, I'm grateful to have it, but more grateful to know how to balance it out when I am completely off balance, out of whack. Yeah. So I thought that that would make sense because, you know, it went from, okay, of the book, the details, the experts, the plan, the breakdown, (laughs) (laughs) and then letting go. And as soon as I could let go, I was right back at it. I was fine. I had a little cry and, uh, got back to it a little cry with hot tears (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) that is so true i know everything has to be hot with peter yeah you raise so many good points there The the first thing that springs to my mind is that we can't necessarily stop these things happening i think as we develop our awareness we can reduce their frequency and we certainly reduce their intensity but when we're doing you know these multitasking things that we have to do on the computer for our work where it's so complex and you have to carry so much stuff between your head and this screen and it's like you action one task but it isn't completed because you then have to do something else and something else and something else so you've got loads of windows of information open on the screen loads of windows of information open in your head and it's really intense and we become more you know hunched up over this laptop, whatever equipment we're working on, and more involved in what we're trying to do. And the pit of mind likes things to be linear and constructive and completed. But it's come to my attention since I've been working on computers now for many years that we seldom do complete things. When we're working on big projects, there are so many intricate steps that you have to go through before the thing's finished. And you can sit back and say, that's that done. It's really hard, really, really hard for the mind. The first thing that came to my awareness when you were talking was how it's inevitable when you've got a beautiful pit of mind like yours and you're working on such an amazing project that you're developing in bringing this book out and releasing it to the world. 
it's inevitable that that's going to happen. But you reduced the time frame of suffering and took action quickly to avert disaster or stress or, you know, beating up on yourself, snapping at your loved ones. You were able to very quickly notice and take the space out to rest and recover and come back at it with a fresh mind. Quite a blessing for sure. Yeah, seriously, because Pitta is the dosha that's going to burn out if it's left to run. They're high achievers and most Pitta minds that don't have that witnessing facility or, or you know, the driver of the mind hasn't developed the abilities that you've cultivated, they're just going to push and push. I've got to finish. I've got to do it. And if somebody gives them extra tasks to do, extra ideas to do, as you described to me, they're going to do it. They're going to take it on because somebody asked them to do it and they should be able to do it. They're intelligent. They've got the ability. As you said, you can do it. You're perfectly capable. But to take that on in addition to what you were trying to do was just too much for your mind to be able to process all that information. And that's real pitta imbalance where instead of saying, I should be able to do this and I'm going to stay up all night drinking black coffee and do it and then get burnt out, when pitta's imbalance, it has this discriminative intelligence where it will accept what's favourable to what it's trying to achieve and put what isn't aside. And that's what protects the mind from just overheating. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I think that whenever we reconnect with our awareness, um, reconnect with our spirit, we recharge our energy at very deep levels. Mm. And for me, I knew that I wanted to enjoy this experience, not in a, in a way that I would expect that there wouldn't be any stressors or anxiety related to it. Of, of course there will be. But I didn't want to come away with more pain. I didn't want to come away with, oh, I'll never do that again. I wanted it to just be an incremental learning process. Mm -hmm. um, one that doesn't necessarily have to tip you over. Yeah, it's really hard. I was speaking to somebody recently who was living with somebody with a very pitter mind who one day started experiencing awful physical sensations, chest pains and all kinds of weird things in his body. And then all of a sudden he was hit with crippling anxiety, which just took him completely by surprise. He couldn't understand where that had come from, never had anxiety in his life before. And he was suffering so much the family had to call an ambulance. Mm. And that's a real awful thing to happen to anyone, particularly with the Pitta mind, because Pitta is so in control and desires to be so in control that when they get hit by anxiety, it really shocks them. And it represents a loss of everything they feel they should be able to do, everything they feel they should be guiding and working with and on top of. And it, the suffering they endure at such times is really intense, really particularly awful for them. So it's lovely that Ayurveda shares this information of, well, this is how and why that happens. When the pitta mind becomes overheated and the pitta nervous system literally fries its circuits and that brings dryness into the body, which aggravates the nervous system, which sets off a vata reaction because vata always involves dryness. So then you get this vata-type anxiety on top of an overheated pit of mind, and it's an absolutely horrendous combination. But if we can notice those patterns and try and educate ourselves and help our listeners understand to spot the warning signs of these things and then learn simple techniques to try and avert disaster, but if the disaster's already happened, you can say to people, Look, I understand, I can help you with what's happened here, and we can look at some really simple supportive measures of 
helping you get straight and helping you feel more comfortable again. Because I think when the mind is suffering, it's the confusion and the not knowing what's going on that's really the most painful part. It really is. Confusion was the big warning sign for me mm-hmm. because that's just not a state I'm in very often. Right. So, so it was just kind of like, holy cow, what What did I do? Like I, I fried some circuits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, as evidenced by, I remember sending you an email about it and there were typos all over my email. It was like a simple two or three line email, right? Yeah. And I read it. And when I read it and before I sent it, there were not any typos. So, again, when that came back and I looked at it, I thought, wow, this is really interesting. Yeah. Because these are exactly the things that happen. Because now you're pushing through. You're trying to stay on board with whatever it is, you know, your communication, the promises that you've made, et cetera, and so forth. But... um because of that imbalance, you're not showing up as the, the very best version of yourself. And I realize it's kind of silly to compare that to a typo, but, but let's think about it. If no, you're, it's a revelation. It is. It really is. You know, when I read that email, I was like, whoa, Shan made three typos in three, <laughs> three lines. And I just thought, oh, you're just really overloaded. Yeah, I could just <laughs> tell because, you know, your communications, they're always very accurate and very concise. So that's the first thing I noticed is like, Oh, bless her. She's, she's made typos. She's really, you know, got too much going on. And then the other thing I thought is, but you know, the quality of her communication is always warm, always courteous, and it always feels like she has time, even though I know she's got no time right now. So although I could see typos, which made me just want to fly over and bring you a cup of mint tea and a hug, <laughs> still, it's like, well, Shan, you're not being a stress head in your relationships. Your mind's busy and it's got too much on to process, but you are not being a sharp, uptight pitter with the people you're working with. Because even in an email, you can, you can sense that from people, you know, when they're just running too hard and you think, oh, step away, just leave them with it for a while. But quality of your communication was as sweet and sunny as it always is. So typos were there, which was definitely an, an indicator, but the rest of you was as lovely as ever, which I really respected because I knew how busy you were. Wow. That's, it's interesting. And certainly, as you know, if we are out of balance, we can be very sharp, very curt. And I think that the combination of, of yoga and breathing work and all of the supportive tools that we share and, and the lifestyle that, that we choose, all of that is what feeds into treating people with loving kindness, no matter how freaked out and upside down you are. <laughs> yeah. Because you have that knowing that these relationships are important and that the people on the other end do not deserve your fire. No way. Uh, just because you're, you're in a way. Yeah, if somebody is overloaded and they're vata, they're they're just going to take themselves away. They want to uh, retreat. And they may regrettably cause themselves harm in a variety of ways, but they tend not to bother other people. They might be a little tough to be around because they'll be very indecisive and very anxious and they're going to need support, but they're not going to give out to you in a way that harms you. And Mm -hmm. Kafa, you know, as we've discussed, they're going to retreat and they just want to sleep it off and rest and... They're not going to disturb the people around them. They can become grumpy. 
they can become sullen and moody and kind of stuck, which is not the most fun, but it's the pitter minds that really can cause harm to relationships and to the people around them if it becomes very out of balance. And it's really hellish to live around, really awful. And I have no desire to um, inflict that on anyone I love and care about. And mm. I'm learning to not inflict it on myself either. Because Ayurveda is about self-care and accepting responsibility for our own health and understanding that by witnessing our behaviors, we have this, this wonderful alternative to take care of any imbalances that we have. Mm-hmm. Imbalances that could grow into life-threatening diseases mm-hmm. and all kinds of other problems. So it's that responsibility for the way that we move through the world, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And it's a funny thing because we tend to be very externalized in our awareness, particularly when we're living in a world where we're driving and working on computers and our our senses are pulling our, our attention externally, pulling our focus away from us all the time. And we tend not to remember to check in with ourselves and take care of ourselves. But, you know, if we have a pet and it's sick, we see what we can do ourselves. And if it's beyond us, we take it to the vet. If our children are upset, we'll sit them down and find out what's going on, what do they need from us. If the car's making a clunking noise, we take it to the garage if we don't have the knowledge to deal with it ourselves. And we do have this information available in Ayurveda of of how you can really learn to check in with yourself and support yourself. And it's a very pleasant experience when you learn to do that. There's some real internal respect and satisfaction and confidence building that comes from that. Not in a self-indulgent way, but just in a really nice sense of security that you're taking care of yourself and you're operating smoothly Mm -hmm. it's very beautiful information there but as we've discussed before i think that there's a real need for people to translate the concepts over to the western busy world where people can grasp it easily because sometimes there's a bit of a language barrier with the terminology of ayurveda so that's something we're trying to do together to just make things as easy as possible to grasp and share. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the Slayer Sessions. If you like what you just heard, please pass along this podcast to a friend. You're welcome to visit our website at anxietyslayer.com for more supportive tools and anxiety release exercises created to slay your anxiety.